Hello, and welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast, the podcast where two ladies play games, mumble profanities, and laugh way too often. As well, we discuss topics of sensitive nature, and as such, listener discretion is advised. Also, we go on tangents. A lot. So my name is Emily. My name is Jen. And welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast. Or welcome back. Welcome back, we would hope. Are you still there? Hello. I miss you already. Can you hear me on this thing? <laughs> but our topic this week is inclement weather crimes. How random. <laughs> yeah. All right, but should we spin our wheel then for our question round? Hell yeah. What is your favorite kind of inclement weather? I like the rain. Does that count? I mean, yeah, it can rain hard. (laughs) This might sound weird, but when we were in Halifax and it was that hurricane, I kind of liked that. I liked it too. <laughs> I was like, it's so peaceful and like a little moist in the air. It's a I, little damp, but I like it. I know. I don't know. You're like, I would love to have a nice mint tea and go for a walk through the fields. <laughs> through the sands, oceans. The sands, oceans. The sands, oceans. I don't know. I feel like when I was looking up inclement weather, it, it was basically not quite at natural disaster level, but like just before that. So that like, hurricane was nice then. Yeah, it was a nice hurricane. I do also really like windy days, actually. Why? I don't know. I like kind of... Being blown away at 50 miles an hour? It's kind of got an adrenaline rush. (laughs) And I wear a lot of baggy sweaters, so I imagine I'm kind of like a kite. I mean, I can see it. (laughs) She's looking at me like, yeah, Emily, why do you wear so many baggy sweaters? (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, But yeah, no, I actually don't mind really windy. Really windy weather. But yeah. (laughs) Are you a play in the rain person or a stay indoors person? Mm, I feel like it depends on the day. When it's raining outside, I like will go outside because I like the rain. But like most times, I feel like I'm kind of like a homebody. I feel like I'm a little bit of both. I would like I would like to be indoors, but to have like a balcony <laughs> or, or like a deck. <laughs> Like, I don't necessarily want to be stuck outside in the rain, but I wouldn't mind going out to briefly enjoy it and then go back indoors. (laughs) Fair, you know. (laughs) In increments, I'll enjoy the weather. I'll enjoy it in very small, minute amounts when I choose. (laughs) But yeah, no. Uh, so I guess I'll give myself 0.5 on that one. Ah. Ah. I can math. You math. What's the worst weather you've experienced? One time when I was in Kamloops, we had an earthquake. Oh, did you? It was a very small earthquake, and it was the first earthquake in, like, a like a long time. When I was touring the university, the guide was like, oh, we've never had an earthquake here. We haven't had one in, like, 25 years. And the first year I was there, it was, like, in October of that year, we had a little earthquake. I don't know. I do a lot of traveling for work, as I've mentioned previously on this podcast. And as such, I feel like I've experienced quite a variety of different kinds of inclement weather. Bad weather? Yeah. I do remember, I think this was last year's windstorm, because in mm. this approximate location that we reside in. <laughs> in this undisclosed location. In Alberta somewhere. It gets particularly windy, especially in the springs. 
as the springs. <laughs> and, Where are you from? I don't know. Um, but no, last year we had a very bad windstorm. And what it was, it was not quite a tornado. It, they were called wind funnels. But what it is, is basically you have your hot and your cold air hitting each other, but they're coming in at different angles than what would cause a tornado. Mm-hmm. So then rather than having the gusts go in a circle, yeah, rather than having them go around each other like that, it's more of an up and down oh, weird. formation. So then what happened was it kind of cause like really bad downwinds to come along and my work place happens to be near the river and so what was happening is the downcasts were coming through the valley and it took off the roofs of most of the buildings around our uh, office there and I remember at my being at my parents house and having to be outside in safety glasses picking up shingles because our entire roof peeled and flew into the park and I had to go out there with like a garbage bin in my glasses while still windy and I'm saying I'm like fuck all this wind I'm gonna, I'm gonna get all the shingles and the garbage can and I'm like picking nails up off the ground yeah bullshit I should be on my days off seriously I'm like I just got back from work and now I'm outside I wanna be inside enjoying the inside seriously and then a bunch of trees a lot of corner trees almost all of them fell down and I remember going down to the office and I couldn't get to the office because a power line fell into the road that's scary. Mm-hmm. And my fiance happened to be at the office when this all happened with the accountant. But yeah, no, that's definitely probably one of the worst ones that I can remember off of the top of my head. What's a type of weather you hope to never experience? Something catastrophic? <laughs> I I had a couple. I remember reading uh, once in Ripley's Believe It or Not about the frog shower when uh, it literally rained frogs somewhere. And I was like, that would be sucky. That that would not be pleasant. No. Also, uh, any kind of volcanic eruption. I was going to say volcanoes really freak me out. Well, I don't know enough about them. I imagine people who live in tropical places are like volcanoes, man. Also, tornadoes really freak me out. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, that's why when I said windy weather, you were like, why? You're like, I'm in my house under my bed. I remember there was a tornado warning once when we were in middle school, and I was so, I was over at a a friend's house. It wasn't me? It wasn't you. I'm offended. It was a a cool friend. Oh, I see how it is. (laughs) So it couldn't have been you. You are feeling spicy today, (laughs) I see. Anyways, and there was a tornado warning, and I was so scared, I was just like, I need to go home, my dog's there. (laughs) I gotta get rascal to safety. Um, oh, I guess my family could be in danger too. He's such a big dog, you just have to hold on to him. <laughs> such a dick. I loved that dog. Oh, he was so cute. Oh, he was so sweet. But okay. He's so roly poly though. Fair. He was real roly poly. He was beyond roly poly. He was a barrel roll. Yeah, he was. (laughs) I will do our description now for inclement weather in case anybody was wanting to know what the word inclement means. Because it is a weather specific specific term. A weather specific term. Inclement usually refers to severe or harsh weather that is cold and wet. When packing for a trip to the Caribbean, bring tank tops and shorts, but don't forget a raincoat in case of inclement weather. This adjective can also refer to a person or action that is harsh and unmerciful. Do you want to lead us today or shall I? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. I was like, you said that forcefully. I don't know which what you agreed to. <laughs> I agree to everything. You're like, let's do anything. 
sing. <laughs> Just read. Okay, a mother, a young mother. Well, this is not funny, I promise. <laughs> You're like on the verge of crying. Okay, a young mother was found dead in the bath. Oh my god! <laughs> you laughed for like five minutes. <laughs> Guys, I swear this isn't funny. <laughs> a young mother was found dead. <laughs> Yep, great, great intro. Let's hear it. So she was found dead in the bathtub of her Auburn Grism home overnight, her hands and feet bound together. Police said the woman's family found her dead around 9 p.m. Sunday in an apartment near 78th and Laffian. Relatives said that they have not heard from 32-year-old Shannon Bollier in several days and stopped by to check on her. The medical examiner's office identified the victim as 32-year-old Shannon Bollier. Family and friends near her as Rob and she was the mother of two boys. Police confirmed that she was found dead in the bathtub, her hands and feet bound together. Area South Detectific... Detectives were conducting a homicide investigation, but police did not say how she died. Mm-hmm. So Robin... We're having a day. We're having such a day. Robin had two children, one 11 and one 13-year-old, and were not home when her body was found. Chris... Cray- Crisis, Chrysler. crisis responder, <laughs> Chrysler, Chrysler responder, Andrew Holmes said Bola normally talked to her mother every day, but she knew something was wrong when four days went by and she hadn't heard a thing. The mother hadn't heard from her daughter in a few days, so they decided to come over here and check on her. I don't know if the mother discovered the body back there, but she did say see the young lady back there. Holmes said. What a vague thing to say. That is very vague. <laughs> the detective. Yeah, she didn't say if she was back there, but like she was back there. <laughs> Great detective. They'd be like asking your mom, hey mom, do I have any food in my lunch? And her being like, I mean, there should be. You're like, but, but you have to check back there. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay. <laughs> Whatever that means. Sorry, mom, please feed me. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Bullier's family said they believed they know who killed her, Mm -hmm. but no one was in custody yet. Holmes was urging anyone with information about Bullier's death to come forward. They said, those who know where these individuals are at or know who these individuals are need to just speak up and give that information. Police said the victim was found in the apartment building in the 1500 block of West 78th Street at about 8.53 p.m. Neighbors, neighbors, I really... Neighbors. (laughs) Neighbors. The Gators. Just roll with it. The Gators said Bollier lived on the third floor with her two young boys. When they opened her bathroom door, several flies flew out and they found her in the bathtub. Mm. People really do sick things, Williams said. I just don't get it. It's crazy how you can look at somebody and actually be able to do that to an innocent woman, said neighbor Nolan Bullock. Bollier's aunt and sister said Robin was a wonderful mother who would do anything for her children and now because of one person her two boys will never get to grow up knowing how just how wonderful a person she was Mm. authorities had not released a cause of death but police said that they were investigating for a homicide now something about really interesting about this crime and also very gruesome was that the weekend when Chantel Bollier was murdered 72 people were shot including 12 fatally that very same weekend in Chicago in a study done by 
towards data science, they said that most dangerous place in Chicago is on the streets in the summertime on a weekend between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. And the weather was found to have a direct link to the amount of crime in the city. Nice weather equaled more crime and extreme colds tended to put a freeze on crime. Which explains Florida. Yes. We need to do a whole episode about Florida. Just think about it, though. You never hear any crimes from the Northwest Territories, but... It's too damn cold. Right. But you hear a hundred million things about Florida <laughs> man every day. Google Florida man and your birthday. It'll be the best thing you ever do. It was great. <laughs> I highly recommend it. But, but that was my crime. It was kind of a stretch because inclement weather crimes are hard to find. Well, you know me. I, I always stretch out topics, so... <laughs> Tell me, tell me more. Right? Make me feel better about my story. Well, do I have a stories for you? Stories. A stories for you. A stories. We're going to do another little bits and pieces episode here. I've got little clips of crimes. The clippy crimes. Clips of crimes. Like newspaper clippings. Yeah. Aw, Emily's so 90s. Artsy. Yeah. She is like the kind of girl who still watches VHSs. Scrapbooking. <laughs> it was never cool. No. <laughs> but I did it anyway. You really did. It was great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Till 3 a.m. Till never. <laughs> Okay, so are you ready? Yeah. Man convicted of looting after tornado says crime was an honest mistake. <laughs> All right. I know, I read that and I was like, snake shit. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to tell them the joke. Okay, so. <laughs> to give you context. Here's your featured joke. So. Usually I, I give the dad jokes, but I'm licensing it out to Emily just this once. Yep. So a man and a woman are talking with each other and they have a young son. And the mother's like, so since our son is getting older, we're going to try and change how we talk around him because I don't want him repeating any swear words. And the man says, okay, so what should I say instead of bull? And she cuts him off and she says, you need to say snake. Okay. We're, no, no swearing. And he's like, all right. So all of this is snake shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I didn't see it going there, but I'm glad it did. (laughs) Anyways, so, more Oklahoma. (laughs) A man accused of looting in the days after the Moore tornado is speaking out saying he didn't mean to steal anything. (laughs) Harold McCrary... 44, was found guilty in a jury trial this month of disturbing a disaster area. I apologize to the homeowner. This was an honest mistake. It wasn't meant to insult him or any other tornado victims, said McCreary. I honestly thought I was going over to her friend's house to help remove some of their furniture, but it turned out it was someone else's furniture that was on the curb. McCreary says his sister-in-law called him to come with his truck and trailer to pick up a couch and a couple chairs that had been left on the curb of a house on Southwest 6th Street, a heavily tornado damaged area behind the Warren Theater. McCrary says he didn't know that his sister-in-law did not personally know the owners. He said, I thought it was her friend's house. It was already sitting there. She had been waiting about 30 to 40 minutes before I got there. We just loaded it up, I tied it down, and left. However, a neighbor was watching and called 911, and McCrary was pulled over and arrested. Several people accused of looting in the days after the tornado have also been sentenced. McCrary was the only one to go to a jury trial. After three days of the trial, the six-person 
Charleston jury found him guilty of disturbing a disaster area. The assistant district attorney who prosecuted McCreary says that the way the law is written, McCreary's intent didn't matter. As the law is written, he didn't have to intend to commit a crime. He just had to intend to take the property as he did, said Rachel Rogers, the Cleveland County assistant district attorney. We had to take a hard line stance on these types of crimes to protect the victims of the tornado. McCreary said, I wasn't intentionally trying to rip off or loot or anything like that, but intentional or not, McCreary will have to pay a $2,000 fine. How pissed would you be at your sister-in-law? Assuming it was even that was genuinely what happened. I'm like torn because I feel like that could legitimately, like he could have legitimately just been like, do to do to do, I'm helping. I'm helping my sister move some furniture. Yay. But then also I feel like you should know better than to be taking random furniture off the street in a disaster area. Yeah. He won't have to serve any jail time, so he's hoping now to move on with his life, leaving the black mark on his reputation behind. He said, It tarnishes my record because I'm the type of person who will help out anybody, and I've always been that way. The owner of the couch, Dana Heltzel, told News Channel 4 that the couch was on the curb as trash. She says she just wishes McCreary would have asked for it and they would have gladly let him have it. I'm angry. (laughs) <laughs> you were angry before we even started this episode. This made me even more angry. Don't, don't worry about it. I got another one for you. Giant hail killed more than 200 in Himalayas. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because 200 a- people are dead. <laughs> it's a funny way to die. Hail. Watch. No, this is what's going to happen. The big something somewhere is going to be like, oh, you think that's funny? Watch. <laughs> Trust me. And if, suddenly you're gonna need a new car. <laughs> you're gonna need a new car. I to drive a soft top. It doesn't affect me. Hail affects you. No. If they're the size of footballs, they do. I have insurance. <laughs> Huzzah! Insurance. Huzzah! But yes, for 60 years, the skeletal remains of more than 200 people discovered in 1942 close to the glacial Rupkund Lake in the remote Himalayan Gaharwal region, that might be how you say that, (laughs) have puzzled historians, (laughs) scientists, and archaeologists. Were they soldiers killed in battle? Royal pilgrims who lost their way and succumbed to hypothermia? Nah, they were just dudes killed by hail. No way, I'm getting getting there. (laughs) Or Tibetan traders who died of mysterious illness? Now, the first forensic ev- uh, investigation of one of the area's most enduring mysteries has concluded that hundreds of nomads whose frozen corpses are being disgorged from the ice high in the mountain were killed by one of the most lethal hailstorms in history. Scientists commissioned by the National Geographic Television Channel to examine the corpses have discovered that they date from the 9th century and believe that they died from sharp blows to their skulls almost certainly by giant hailstones. We were amazed by what we found said Dr. Uh, Pramod Jokulkar? Jokulkar. That's a cool name. That's interesting. A bioarchaeologist at the Deccan College in Poon, (laughs) who was among the team who visited the site 16,500 feet above sea level. In addition to skeletons, we discovered bodies with the flesh intact, perfectly preserved in the icy ground. We could see their hair, their nails, as well as pieces of clothing. The most startling discovery was that many of those who died suffered fractured skulls. We retrieved a number of skulls which showed short, deep cracks, said Dr. Subhash Walimbe, a physical anthropologist at the college. These were caused not by a landslide or an avalanche, but by blunt 
around objects about the size of cricket balls. The team, whose findings will be broadcast in Britain, concluded that hailstones were the most likely cause of the injuries after consulting Himalayan historians and meteorological records. Professor Wolfgang Sachs, an anthropologist at the Heidelberg University in Germany, cited a traditional song among Himalayan women that describes a goddess so enraged at outsiders who defiled her mountain sanctuary that she rained death upon them by flinging hailstones hard as iron. According to the Guinness World Book of Records, the heaviest hailstones on record weigh up to 2.2 pounds. Holy f- and killed 92 people in Bangladesh in 1986. The National Geographic team believes that those who died at Rupkund were caught in a similar hailstorm which from which they were unable to find cover. The balls of ice would have been falling at more than 100 miles per hour. Oh my god. Killing some victims instantly. Others would have fallen, stunned, and injured and died soon afterwards of hypothermia. The only plausible explanation for so many people sustaining such similar injuries at the same time of something that fell from the sky, said Dr. Walimbe, the injuries were all to the top of the skull and not to any other bones in the body, so they all would have had to come from above. Our view is that the death was caused by extremely large hailstones. The scientists found glass bangles in indicating the presence of women, in addition to a ring, spear, leather shoes, and bamboo staves. They estimate that as many as 600 bodies may still be buried in the snow and ice by the lake. Bone samples collected at the site were sent to the Radiocarbon Accelerator Unit of Oxford University, where the date of death was established about AD 850 to 400 years earlier than it was supposed. The team has yet to resolve the identity of the nomads. DNA from tissue samples suggest that the group was closely related. One match pointed to a community of high-caste Brahmins in central India. The investigators agreed that the victims were Hindu pilgrims from the plains rather than the mountains because of their large large size and good health. The skeletons are of large and rugged people, said Dr. This is good, Madonna. <laughs> Your eyes widened as you looked at that name. Oh, just wait. Dr. Debien Dukanti Bahatachara of Delhi University. There are more like the actors John Wayne or Anthony Quinn. Only a few have the characteristics of the Mo- Mongolian hill people of the Himalayas. That's really interesting. I know! Like the fact that the ones that they have on record, like the heaviest size of a hailstone to kill somebody, is only 2.2 pounds because then they fall out of the sky. At like over- 100 miles an hour? Over that. That's crazy. Isn't it? And that this isn't just, this is their largest finding of people that have been killed by hailstones, but that it's also happened in more recent history in the 80s. Or the fact that there's literal songs that were passed down through the generations about a goddess throwing hailstones at people and killing them. And the fact they weren't even native to the area. They were pilgrims. That's so weird. There's like a lot of weird factors in that story. I know. I I really liked my pick. (laughs) (laughs) I know, like I said, inclement weather, a bit of a stretch. We made it work, though. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about the weather. And stretch everything. (laughs) My story, it happened on a weekend, I think, that was bad. (laughs) On a bad weekend, maybe. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Weather Network. I'm your host, Emily, and today we will be talking about hailstones. And I'm your host, Jen, and we're going to be talking about sunny weather, question mark? How's the weather down in Calgary, Jen? Okay, I guess. <laughs> it's a degree in Celsius. A degree. <laughs> I have a degree. One single degree. 
Oh, but I do think that brings us to the end of our episode, though. Just a short and sweet one this week. It is. It's a change from our usual, like, hour and five minutes after I cut Emily down 25 minutes. It's true. Don't fault us, friends. <laughs> Inclement weather is a tricky topic. If you have any suggestions, however, I would be interested in hearing. If you have any stories of you committing crimes in Inclement weather... Oh, I was going to say... <laughs> let us know. Your, your own stories about the worst weather you've experienced. Yes. Right? I know. I love stories. Tell us your stories. Send us pictures of your dogs. We love it all. Oh, dog pictures. That's a good one. That's I love like, dog pictures. It's like such a treat. It is a treat. All those good boys need treats. Oh, they're such good boys. <laughs> oh, but if you are wanting to contact us, you can reach us at our email at Wheel of Crime. Or wheelofcrime at gmail.com. <laughs> That's how email works. Yes. I forgot. You can also reach out to us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wheel of Crime. You can listen to us on whatever you're listening to us on now, as well as Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And give us a five star on iTunes. Yeah. That would be real helpful, dudes. This way we can be more noticeable and reach more listeners just like you. And wouldn't that be lovely? We could make a community. We could have a family. A family? No, we are planning on doing an episode of reading your crimes or your paranormal stories or whatever. Yes, we would love to have a listener's episode. Yes. At some point. So, you guys gotta make that happen, dogs. Yep. Well, uh, should we spin for a topic next week before we sign off? Yes. All right. Do you want to spin or shall I? I want to spin. Okay, spin. <laughs> Pirate Crimes! <laughs> Jenny's been thirsty for this episode topic forever. I want to talk about this. All right. Well, on that note, we'll leave you guys till next week. All right. This is Emily signing off. See you later, Alligate. peeps. Alligators. See you later, alligator. And a wild crocodile. <laughs> <laughs>